0: Well, hey there, everyone. Uh, welcome back. Thanks for listening to us. Uh, my name is Kevin Hart. I'm Mike Winmacher. And this is our podcast. We need a name. We if do you, need a if, name if, for if this. You're, if you're listening anywhere where you can comment,
1: because you can listen to us on many different podcast platforms, but if you're like l- clicking the link from Facebook or wherever it may be, give us a comment to. Give us kind of an idea, maybe what you think we should call this podcast.
0: Yes, we would absolutely love it. And haters can haters can comment too. Oh, I was going to say, no name is too ridiculous. Yeah, we'll t- we'll, we might take it. And yeah, you know exactly. What? We'll dedicate the next episode to, to you. you. <laughs> right, that we will. Yeah. Uh, so, a lot going on in the
1: world of streaming this week. Um, Moon Knight, Marvel's latest Disney Plus series. Yeah had its final episode of this particular season. Originally, everyone thought this was just going to be a series finale. They changed that verbiage to a season finale. Mm. And so that wrapped up earlier this week. And I will have to say this about Moon Knight. Oscar Isaac, fantastic.
0: I love him and everything. And, and just...
1: also, this was the first time I can remember in a very long time where you had a self-contained Marvel story. That. This does not breach out into the broader MCU. This was its own contained story. Which, when I talked to Eric Davis from Fandango, which you can you know hear that and follow that you know we got a podcast mm-hmm. of that interview, but you also hear it on Let's Talk Arts and Entertainment on WMAY Saturdays at eight AM. Yep, uh, shameless plug right there. But for both Eric and myself, big Marvel kind of geeks, it was refreshing to not have to get the string theory out and just be able to enjoy a show for what it is and not worry about connecting to a larger – I'm sure it will at some point, but just for this, you wouldn't
0: have to have seen a single Marvel movie and still enjoy it. And and that's what's good because, you know, I I don't follow Marvel as much as as you or probably a lot of people listening. I try to keep up with some of them. And it is kind of frustrating if you have to watch a movie and be like, well – you know, to really get, like, this reference here and this reference here and this plot point, you have to watch not only the Winter Soldier, you have to watch Thor, you have to watch, you know, the Doctor Strange movie from 1978. Yeah. You know, it's right. like, and if you don't watch all that stuff, then you're you're left in the dark. I think it's great that Moon Knight is just doing its own thing, um, and it's a very interesting concept, and I do want to watch it. um You know the the things I uh, there's there's a priority list of things I want to watch that I you know I I don't have time for anymore. But it's but you know it's what I love about those original three Spider Man movies, which I know aspects of them have been dated. But I mean those, especially that first Spider Man movie, literally is just like it's basically a teen comedy almost for the first part of it. And it's a very self contained story. Um, Even the second and third ones, to a certain extent, have their own arcs that go into that.
1: And that's part of because, you know, it's part of the Sony, kind of their own Spider-Verse as well. But that was a refreshing thing about Moon Knight. Is it for everybody? I can't speak to that. There is not as—it's a much more cerebral series than Mm -hmm. it is action. As much as people talked about, oh, you know, with Moon Knight, Moon Knight's kind of like Marvel's Batman in a way, and it's more gritty and and that kind of thing. And some of the fight scenes they do have, and the effects are very cool— But it's a more cerebral one, and the way they bring in the ancient Egyptian gods, I I would definitely, if you're on the fence, if you're someone who has never watched a Marvel series or just like, ah, superhero, blah, if you like Indiana Jones, if you like National Treasure, I would give give Moon Knight a whirl. It's definitely worth checking out. Uh, The next big thing to come, and don't worry, we're not done talking Marvel. We know Mm. about Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness. We will get to that. But also coming next on Disney Plus, the next big one is the new Obi Wan series, yeah. and we got an with May the Fourth this past week. We got another Obi Wan teaser trailer
0: and Revenge of the Sixth as we're recording this. Yes,
1: that is T-re-c- uh, T-re-c-t? correct, correct, correct. <laughs> yeah. um, but yeah, so we got a new Obi Wan trailer,
0: N- just a little bit new footage, not a lot new. Uh, it, it really, wasn't but I'm still looking forward. to It really it. wasn't a whole lot more. That there was some more lines uh, in it. Uh, but and there, there was more w- Vader. There's more Vader, which I'm I'm glad I'm I'm glad there.
1: And and you br- bringing up Vader, Eric Davis brought up an interesting point that I did not think about. Right, the thing with Star Wars is they're able to bounce around within the Skywalker saga here. Right, you have Mandalorian in the book of Boba Fett. And now you're going back to kind of in between the prequels and the original trilogy. And so there are some individuals who grew up. The prequels were their Star Wars kind of gateway. <laughs> That's, they didn't grow up with. I mean, that's you. That I'm, was
0: me. Now I watched episode three in the theater and then immediately rented the original movies. So okay, I did. I mean, I grew up sort of on the what what I called the the saga, the six of them before the new ones came out. That's what I grew up on. I watched all six of them at
1: the time. And for a lot of people who were individuals who grew up with the prequels, this is an opportunity for them to see some of those stories furthered. Yeah. And one interesting aspect that I'm hoping they're going to now kind of try to take a closer look at after talking with Eric Davis is we've never really seen the machinations and the mindset of how once he becomes Vader as we know him now like we saw him the the beginnings of Anakin becoming Darth Vader we saw that but we never really seen the machinations or the mindset from the Hayden Christensen Darth Vader to the James Earl Jones Darth Vader yeah so with Hayden Krishna coming back and being cast in this, he's not the voice of Vader. So is there going to be an internal conflict within Vader? Will he be the voice that kind of we see how much of of, of Anakin is actually still in there? We know at the end, yeah. we know the redemption saga that Return of the Jedi brings. Will we see that kind of play out in this as we see Vader kind of weave his way into how deep a depth of where the machine is compared to where the man is. I'm
0: I'm excited to see that because very much if this and some of the comics and external, you know, stories um I guess Star Wars Legends—it's called now. Um, the you know he would, Vader would spend time in his back-to-tank. I guess yes. That he would where because he has like one limb I think remaining. Yeah. And he he he's there uh, so that he he doesn't have to be in the suit. Um, he visits. He he goes and I, I believe he either I either lives on Mustafar. Yes. Or he. Yeah. Uh, Mustafar. So yeah. Most. Yeah. And so we and, and who knows we might see there could be something where he tries to like be out of the, like he tries to have some sort of breathing apparatus so that of course, Hayden Christensen can be seen, but also you can hear more of his voice Mm -hmm. um, and more of his performance. But, you know, I'm, I'm guessing it'll go back to, you know, him being, you know, in the suit doing, you know, and James Earl Jones doing his voice. But I mean, I think just having, you know, the, despite what you think about, uh, revenge of the, uh, revenge of the Sith. That's the third one. yes Um, you know, of course, there's prequelish, you know, things in it, but that ending fight between Obi Wan and Anakin Ooh, yeah. is one of the best in the series. And you know, between that and the, um, I know they're both old, but the fight in Episode Four, which yeah, you know, <laughs> is 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 a, is a little hokey, like when you watch it now. Although still still very emotional when you watch like the yeah, movie, at yeah. least for Star Wars fans, we, we might see some more, you know, fights between them or some sort of conflict. And another interesting thing is you see Obi Wan. Not not doing a whole lot of lightsaber battling in this. No. He's like throwing people around and he has a blaster. So interesting to see what, what happens and
1: with that. And you get him to watch, uh, you know, watching over young Luke Skywalker, but you also get, you know, the law, Owen Lars there, whatever, uh. saying... You know, get 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 the f away like that. Yeah. It,
0: you're not taking our kid for train. Like no. Oh yeah, no that line where it's like we can still train him, and he's like, oh, like you trained so his father, yeah, like boom, boom. Mike freaking like, drop. Oh my
1: god, I was like, and you mentioned for Phil, and you're and you mentioned Revenge of the Sith for those who may have tried to block it out. <laughs> there is that kind of towards the end where Yoda talks about how. Qui Gon has found a way to come back. Like one of the first. Oh, so, are we, we going to see, see Liam, Liam Neeson, Neeson and and kind of that relationship yeah. and how Liam Neeson leads Obi Wan in his journey? So there's a lot. There's <laughs> a lot. They can. There's a lot of different ways they can go. It's only going to be a six episode series. It comes out May 27th. We'll have we'll have more to discuss. But I'm definitely looking forward to that. So future yes. episodes will be dedicated yeah. to some recaps of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, when it comes to streaming and trailers. I've never watched the original, but the Game of Thrones prequel, House of Dragons, yeah, dropped, dropped their really. trailer. Uh, I don't know. I've, I've always laughed and, and joked, as my friend called the original run of Game of Thrones, Dragon and Titties. Ba- so, uh, basically, though, that's uh, from what I gather from it. But I know there's a lot of people excited about that. So that trailer dropped earlier this week. Uh, so that's some of the uh, the streaming news. Obviously, Ozarks, Ozark. the people are still talking about that as yeah, well.
0: Yeah, I haven't finished uh, all of season... The second part of season four yet, just because you know I, I I do I do like to have some sleep. Uh, yeah. my schedule is kind of all over the place uh, anymore. Days is it intense as people
1: are making out to be? Like I I haven't watched those arcs, but all my friends who have, like when that dropped, the amount of reactions, social media tweets, Facebook posts, everything else, were like jaw dropped.
0: It's, it was it was really amazing to see. It's it is it is completely intense, and it's okay. it's a very um, you know there there's like dark, funny moments in it because Jason Bateman is the main character, right? And he yeah. di- and he's, he's he's got that kind of deadpan humor down, yeah. Deadpan, dark comedy. Um, and there's and of course Julie Gardner who's amazing as Ruth. She should, uh, sh- she's got a good future ahead of her because she's she's incredible. Um, and sh- she's funny because she's very much the like. The real in the Ozark sorta, oh, you know okay. she she but but she really is like no filter doesn't take shit from anybody and it's really uh, it's really funny but but she also has some heartbreaking scenes in this especially mm. this season alone, uh, so I, I I'm excited to see where it goes. Um, there's uh, there's not a couple there's not a lot of episodes left that I have to get through and there's still a lot of plot points that need to be tied up mm. and there's still. You know, there's still lots of main characters that you're not sure if they're going to live or if they're going to die. You know, there's a lot yeah. going on. Uh, so it's and it is a very violent and, you know, intense show. But it's so good. It's, it's I think it's one of the Netflix's best series they've put out. You
1: talk about heartbreaking. Here's a little quick heartbreaking fact for me. I don't know how many other people are going to be upset by this, but I did read earlier this week that the uh, Saved by the Bell kind of reboot yeah. has been canceled by the Peacock Network. Uh, okay. I really enjoyed it. If you were a, if you were a fan of the original Save by the Bell, I would give it a watch. Like, it is, it, it harkens back to that. Um, the kid who plays Zach Morris's son is fantastic. Uh, the second season brought in more of the old cast of Paul, uh, Mark Paul Gosselaar, of Tippi Amber Tyson. Um, Jesse Elizabeth Berkeley, and Mario Lopez were in both seasons. It was really enjoyable. It's it's a breezy watch. They're 28, 29-minute episodes. That's good. That you can just fly right through a season. Uh, so I'm kind of upset. It's kind of a shame. But the the ending of season two, they kind of, you could tell they kind of knew that was going to be the lat. Like, it kind of tied up the loose ends. There wasn't yeah. a lot more kind of material to mine there. Uh, But I would, if you were a fan of the original "Saved by the Bell" and was like, "eh, I don't know," I give it a thumbs up. It's done after two seasons, but you could probably make it through those two seasons Uh, easily in a week. No,
0: I caught it. uh, I mean, I caught it on reruns um, sometimes, not like a whole lot of the series, but uh, yeah, I I like the original because I love the. I, I love shows that are like just thirty minute episodes. That's so much easier to like watch in oh, bulk. Yeah. I mean, I lo- like I said, I love Ozark. All those episodes are like an hour long. Yeah. So it's and that's watching quite like- different subject matter.
1: Much more easy breezy with the yeah. uh, with the <laughs> Saved by the Bell reboot. Um, before we move on to Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness, stage we've stage. covered streaming TV. We're going to get to to film, but you got a stage update. something
0: something that um, I hope becomes the norm. Uh, and London's doing a great job about this, and and this this is sort of a whole. I can sort of explain this quickly. Uh, we saw Hamilton was filmed on stage. Yes, and did Huge amazing numbers. Yeah. Huge, one of their probably most popular things in Disney Plus. Um, that's not really the norm for shows on Broadway in America because of there's a lot of rights between yes. uh, between the unions and the actors. Every person involved. Every actor, chorus member, orchestra player, set crew, every single person, you know, involved in the show has to be credited and paid. And there's all sorts of weird red tape you have to get through. So they don't record a lot of shows uh, for, you know, they, I mean, there's there's they, they get like one archival copy that is like, you know, sits in the New York library and that you, you you have to like watch it there and you're monitored. It's yeah. very like under lock and key. But, you know, Hamilton, of course, made a lot of money. Uh, the West End in London doesn't have that restriction. Mm. Uh, they recently filmed Anything Goes with Sutton Foster. Um, there's, they filmed Gypsy with Imelda Staunton um, in 2015. Uh, and they and and they actually the musical version of the um, 80s cult classic Heather's. I
1: love I love <laughs> a dead gay son. I love my
0: dead gay son. Yes, <laughs> and that's a that's a that's one of the songs in the oh, show. Oh, very nice, nice. Yeah. Uh, so uh that the musical version of of that which is as you know funny and of course satirical as, as the, the as movie the movie went. is uh, Christian Slater the yeah. original writer
1: such so, so good.
0: Oh yeah. So there the, there's a a production in London and they filmed it with multiple cameras and they're going nice. to be releasing it on streaming. And and I think that's a good way to get people interested in musicals and such mm-hmm. because you know, The Music Man is on Broadway right now. Tickets are like $500. Holy crap. For that and some other shows? I poopy in, my, po- in Sh- my pocketbook.
1: Exactly. I should poopy
0: my pants We're hearing $500 <laughs> for that.
1: Yeah. So there's that. It's about bit- the only song I know of The Music Man, by the way.
0: Uh, through Family Guy, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that that is like one of my favorite episodes. Though I love that. I take
1: but, that back. I think b- when I first got HBO, Music Man was on with like the ro- little Ron Howard and whatever. So that's the
0: that's the one to watch. There's one with Matthew Broderick that is oh, great. Yeah. So, but, um, uh, I know
1: Gary Indiana and the, we got trouble right here in River City. Yeah. So. yeah.
0: Seventy six trombones. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. You so. know more than more about Music Man than he probably. Yeah, but I wouldn't thought. pay five hundred bucks for it. Uh, I, I like that's and that's what people are saying because you can. You know, and that's what people are saying about Wicked because the Wicked movie is going to be two parts, and people are yeah, like, about that "Just film the current cast. Who cares?" Yeah. And, and but the, you know they they filmed SpongeBob the musical on Broadway, um, so people can watch that. They aired it on Nickelodeon actually. which oh, cool. is Pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, they filmed Shrek the musical as well a while back, uh, and so there's there's plenty that are like out there, but London does it much more, and they do it more frequently. So I think. Um, if you want to watch your your live musicals, you got to watch them through the London uh, ones more than Broadway because aside from Come From Away, uh, and Hamilton, they really haven't filmed a lot of ones recently. So gotcha. Well, we get to it now, Kev. The one everyone's gonna be talking about all weekend long—the new
1: Doctor Strange: Multiverse of Madness. Um, supposed to be right now. I I just checked before as a recording of this podcast. Seventy-seven percent fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. Nice, so doing pretty good. Okay, Sam Raimi, who seminal horror director, yeah, Evil Dead, you know, uh, Army of Darkness, the yeah, the original Spider-Man trilogy with Sam Raimi as well. So this is the first. This is probably the darkest, from what I understand, and from conversations I've had with individuals who've already seen it. It is the darkest of Marvel movies. It. I've, I've heard it is like pushing pushing hard on that PG-13. It's darker. There's a lot of creatures from what I gather my conversation with Eric Davis. But there are also, what I like is there are nods to fans of Sam Raimi. So Eric Davis said there's some of those like midnight horror movie type feel in certain scenes in this particular movie. It's like the Doc Ock scene in Spider-Man 2 where it's like Evil Ted. Yes, that's exactly. (laughs) That's exactly. So you're going to get those nods and I don't want to spoil anything for anybody. So if you want to turn it down for a second, I don't think it's a groundbreaking uh, for me to reveal this. But because I haven't seen it as of yet. But it's a Sam Raimi movie. You know who's going to show up in, in a bit part. <laughs> you and, know. And, 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 and they do. Mr. Boomstick is is in the movie. Yeah. I don't know what part he plays. But he does show up.
0: I heard it was a Sam Raimi movie, and I could have told you without looking it up. I know he's going to be in the movie, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't <laughs> like, think it's an it's earth-shocking
1: not, revelation we're giving you here. No, and believe um, me,
0: there are other there are other spoilers that are that are you know, much yeah. much more you know yeah. earth-shattering that you may uh, yeah. find.
1: So it's going to be interesting to see. I you know, have a big weekend. I think we're slowly but surely getting people being more comfortable with returning to a theater setting and having these shared experiences, which I think are very valuable. That's why they all are. these people think the theaters can just go away. I'd rather watch at my house. I think there's something to be said about a shared experience going to see it opening weekend. I think it's going to have a big box office this weekend. I just don't know what the subject matter and with not a lot of emotional connection with Dr. Strange for a lot of people. He's not a lot of people's favorite character and coming out, off of No Way Home, I which was, was such a huge hit, I don't see the staying power for Doctor Strange that they had with Spider-Man.
0: Yeah, and I, I was going to I was gonna say... Even though sounds, it's Doctor Strange was in Spider-Man. He, he was not Spider-Man. He was a pretty big part of it. But I think opposite of Moon Knight, this is also going to be one of those movies where you're going to have to have seen a lot of them beforehand to even know what's going on. Well, that, and the, even if you have, apparently it's crazy. <laughs> you're right, yeah. So for a lot of
1: people, this is... Asking to the question of, does it pay off WandaVision? And from what I understand, yes. So you're going to have to watch that. You probably should have a little bit of background from What If. uh, And you should probably watch the original Doctor Strange. It's not one you can just go into and be like, oh, I love this movie. It's also, from what I understand, the kind of a launching point for the next phase of Marvel. The biggest kind of concern I have, and it was echoed by Eric Davis, is... Okay, the Multiverse is great, right? We saw it with Spider-Man. it was w- w- fantastically done. Yeah, I think I think if you dabble in it too much, it becomes passe. yeah. And so you have to make sure you have and Marvel for the most part to to their credit, they've done a really good job of always kind of still being interesting. And I'm hoping that stays the case and they don't become stagnant and stale with this multiverse. Don't go to don't go to that well too many times. yeah, be, it, it's back to back movies that will have gone to the multiverse, Thor, Love, and Thunder, which looks
0: fantastic. Let's maybe not mind that too much. Because, I mean, you are dealing with characters that, I mean, they're superheroes and everything, but yeah, they're characters that literally are magic, and there's so much that you could do with that that it would become very saturated very quickly yes, if you yes. tried to do, like, everything. Yeah, so we'll see. I, don't, I know
1: it's going to be number one with a bullet this weekend. Oh, yeah. But I don't know about the staying power of it. So we'll have to wait and see. And eventually, we'll both have seen it. So we'll have thoughts at some point as well. Right. Yeah. That's what we got. That's uh, That's been kind of this week. If we miss anything, uh, make sure you comment. Let us know. Appreciate you listening in. Let uh, us
0: know what you want to call the podcast, yes, by the way. Yes, please do.
1: Uh, and <laughs> like I said, download, tell your friends, rate, subscribe. Smash that like button, as Smash they say. Smash
0: that like button. I see you out there active on Facebook. Haven't yeah. even smashed the like button yet. Come on what now. What are you doing? What are you doing? And, uh, of course, tune in. Let's Talk Arts and Entertainment. 8 a.m. On, yeah. On, Saturday is on WMAY. Make sure you catch, if you haven't already seen it, um, or um, if you haven't, uh, you haven't seen it yet, go to uh, my Facebook, MAY's Facebook as well, for the weekly headlines. Yes. 6 p.m. every always, always single fun. Saturday.
1: If you like to see us skewer people in the news, that's yeah. the place to go. Kev, always a pleasure, and a big thank you to everyone out there for listening. Absolutely. Thank you to you as well.